0: You do have NHL playoffs this weekend, game one in the Western Conference semifinals. You've got the Eastern Conference semifinals beginning on Sunday and then Monday night at seven o'clock for the second consecutive year, the New York Islanders begin round two, the real round two of the NHL playoffs, even though it, it sort of does feel like round three considering they've already played two playoff series. They'll be taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. And joining me right now, the host of the ILC podcast. I got the notification about a half hour ago that he's got a brand new uh, edition up, which I will listen to at some point later today. Uh, also of Sports SportsGrid, and that is Mike Carver. Carver, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Ev? What's happening, buddy? I mean, this is, this is interesting. And I, and I don't know if you felt this way. But Game 4 felt like a game that just completely got away. And it looked early on as if they're, they're really going to get this done in 4. Any concern after the way Game 4 transpired that, uh-oh, maybe this series will go longer than we thought?
1: No, there actually wasn't, Evan, and I'm going to tell you why. Because even though they blew a 2 nothing lead in that game, you looked back on it afterwards and you say, you know what? It's kind of like the game where they went to sweep Florida in the qualifying round. You know, they, it was their own mistakes that caused them to lose that game. And they took a couple of really dumb penalties in the second period. They let Alex Ovechkin get a power play goal, then he got another goal after that. And um, You know, it, it was stuff that you looked at it after and go, you only allowed one goal five-on-five on five in the game. So you're still playing that dominating style five-on-five. Five. You're going to be okay. So even though it was 3-1, and they didn't look great uh, in that second period, there was still a lot of thought, Evan, that they were going to be okay in this thing.
0: What did you think of, and Coach Trotz has done an overall great job, some of the adjustments he made in Game 5, Ross Johnston was inserted. Give me your thoughts on some of the adjustments uh, that Trotz made going into the eventual closeout game.
1: He wanted to change it up a little bit, and, and he always pushes the right buttons, and that's why, and, and the fans love to get, uh, and this is in any sport, Evan, you know this, the fans love to find any way that you can to criticize the manager, the coach, uh, whatever it is, because moves, it's, it's fun. That's what we do here. You know, with sports talk, we want to talk about moves that guys make, but you can never criticize anything that Barry Trotz wants to do. This is a Hall of Fame coach who's got hardware. He's won a cup. When he decides that Ross Johnson and Michael Dalcole are going to be the way to go, Um, he's going to be right, you know, a lot of the time. And he was, because he needed a heavier game. He needed to change the pace a little bit. Uh, He didn't like how a few guys got, uh, you want to say, pushed around maybe in Game 4. So he puts the bigger bodies in. Uh, He wanted to, as he said in the postgame after, keep the puck down at the other end a little bit longer, and he did that. Uh, Another move by Barry that uh, absolutely turned out great because they, out of the five games they probably dominated the most in that game five. I mean, the Capitals didn't get a shot on goal the last 12 and a half minutes of the third period. In an elimination game, completely unheard of. It it worked out great.
0: I know, I laugh as I say this, I shouldn't. I know that this gentleman I'm about to mention is getting criticized for a different comment that he made. But I happened to watch the national version of Game 5. And there's reasons for it. I don't want to get into it. It's just boring. But bottom line is, I didn't get the MSG version, which I far prefer. And as the game is ending, this gentleman, who again is in trouble for other comments, kind of dismissed what the Islanders accomplished and more looked at it as, boy, the Capitals didn't want to be there. And I don't know how you feel. Look, the Islanders completely outplayed them. I think we, we all agree, especially on five-on-five, on five, and you just mentioned what we saw in game five. But isn't that more of a testament for how well the Islanders are playing, more so than the Capitals are like, hey, we, we really just want to get out of the bubble, you know?
1: Yeah, look, uh, that's just an unfair thing to say. Because uh, take a look around, Evan. You know, We thought that maybe there was going to be some question marks to these teams that had to play those meaningless round-robin seeding games while the other teams were playing in the qualifying round. Take a look. I mean, all of them advanced, except Washington and St. Louis. Uh, they all moved on. They all played great. Tampa, Boston, Vegas, Colorado, none of them had a problem. But the Capitals weren't invested. You know, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't there to play. I mean, calm down. And like you say, that guy's in trouble for other reasons. But uh, he, he didn't have a good playoff, even without uh, the ridiculous comments that he made. He also didn't like that the, over- the Tampa game went five overtime. So I wouldn't put too much stock into what he was saying towards the end of the game. And do you want to know why the end of Game 5, it looked like the Capitals didn't want to be there anymore? Because it didn't. The Islanders completely smothered them for five games, and they wanted to get their bags and go back to D.C. Because they couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't do anything against the Islanders the entire
0: series, Ev. Um, I was thinking, like, for the five months that we've done this, because we've been at home now for five months, and Saturday's long before that, but that's a different story. There haven't been that many like technical issues. So for it to happen, you know, it happens, but I want to confirm Luigi did nothing wrong. I did not fall asleep. Carver's answer was perfectly fine, even though I didn't hear it. And I just got thrown into oblivion, but we're back. And I, I need to ask you to do this for me. Can you repeat what your answer was? Right, I never heard I'll it.
1: give you I'll give you the short The short version of it, okay? okay. The yeah. guy that you mentioned, uh, he never says anything that's right. So don't listen <laughs> to him. And, um, and the other part of it is the Capitals, uh, by the end of Game 5, of course they didn't want to be there anymore. They got absolutely smothered for five games, and they wanted to go home. Their bags were already packed in the room over there uh, at the bubble in Toronto. So, uh, you know, that's what it comes down to. It, and it's not because they didn't want to be there, Evan. It's because the Islanders completely... Uh, put them to sleep, if you want to say. Since yes. Bernie brought up sleeping.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Far superior team. I right. star of these two rounds in my book, and I think most people's books, would be Anthony Beauvillier. I mean, he has been outstanding. Give me your thoughts on what he's done here in the postseason and the development of him, because he's still only 23 years old.
1: Yeah, Ev, uh, he's got six goals here so far in the playoffs, which I believe is still tied for the most uh, in the NHL playoffs. And you know what the thing for me has always been for Bo, uh, Ev, is... You know, he's had hot streaks, and he's had spurts where he looks like, um, you know, he's going to take that jump to be a, a, another next-level player in this league, and then he'll go cold. And, uh, you know, I think that what you're seeing here is maybe the start of if his game gets more consistent, and he can start doing this day in, day out, he can reach that next-level level a echelon player in this league, you know, all-star type of player because he has that talent. He's a first-round pick for a reason. He's 23 years old. He's got a couple years uh in the league now and he's got that uh that skill level. You could see it. That goal that he scored in game 5, the second goal. The first one was huge on the power play. They needed right. it badly. The second one with a great pass from Bailey. He goes in and puts it by Holtby. had to take a beating from Wilson of course at the end of it. But Oh, Bovillier is showing you some consistency here in the playoffs. Through 10 games, he's been great. And if he continues to do that, uh, sky's the limit for this kid. He's going to join. You know, when people talk about, you talk about stars in this league, Evan. Right now, when you look at the Islanders, you know, people are going to say, well, Matt Barzell, obviously. Uh, Beauvillier has the kind of skill where if he gets more consistent, you'll start putting him in that conversation as well.
0: Well, I want to go back to that first goal you mentioned because it was a power play goal. And their power play has been, to put it mildly, it hasn't been very good through the first two rounds uh, your confidence level with the man advantage. I thought that was big, especially to take a one nothing lead in the game. But how about where their power play is right now?
1: I mean, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been good for a long time. Uh, it doesn't matter who the power play coach is. It doesn't matter what they try. Things just never seem to work out for the Islanders on the power play. But like uh, the other night in Game 5, Evan, what you want to see is you know, in a big spot, try to get one. You know, every once in a while, I think they were two for 20 or two for 21 in the entire series. I mean, that's not going to cut it. But at least that for the, both of the two power play goals they had were huge power play goals because yeah. the one they had in game one got them going, and then the one that they had here in Game 5 got them going and gave them a one nothing lead. So, you know, it's, it's hard to go out there. Everybody wants to score every time you have a power play. Uh, it, it, just the way that it is, but it's not going to happen. But you've got to be a little bit better than they've been. Try to keep going. They've been moving the puck a little bit better. Uh, the, the Flyer penalty kill, uh, Evan, not, not great uh, towards the bottom of the league, so maybe they're going to have some opportunities against this team. All
0: right, let me ask you about the Flyers. Obviously, last night, just watching this game as a fan. I I was hoping the Canadians would win, go to a Game 7, and we'll see what happens after that. There's a Flyer team that went into the round robin and earned themselves a number one seat. And we kind of forget that because the Islanders and Rangers were involved in actually playoff games in the qualifying round. But four teams out east, four teams out west, actually played for seating, as ridiculous as that may be, and the Flyers earned that number one spot. Had some issues with Montreal, but they knock them out after six. Give me your thoughts on this Flyer team, especially the way they're playing right now going into this second-round matchup?
1: You know, I know that they were the one seed, Evan, but let's just say it this way. In the Metro this year and when they started this restart up in Toronto, there was not a lot that separated the four or five teams at the top. Whether you talk about Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, uh, Columbus, there wasn't a lot that separated these teams in terms of the standings. Uh, when they started this thing up. So the Flyers got into a good situation where they were the fourth-best team in the East by point percentage. They got into the seeding, and whereas some teams maybe didn't take it very seriously, Boston, Tampa, et cetera, Washington, the Flyers did. And they end up winning all three of those games, and they become the one seed. The Flyers are not as good uh, as the Boston Bruins. They're not as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning. But because of the round-robin, they're the one, and the Islanders get them now uh... this is an even matchup, Ev. these are both teams that do a lot of the same things uh... you're gonna see that they're both going to want to grind it out play low-scoring games i'm not overly impressed with what the flyers did here against the montreal canadians now i give the canadians a lot of credit they played with a ton of heart out of the twenty two teams that were in this thing they probably had the least talent out of the twenty two they beat the penguins in the qualifying round and they pushed the flyers to six games i don't know what that says about the flyers but they haven't scored a lot of goals. They're big players like Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier. They have not been filling the net for them. They've got some other. You know, uh, Vor- Voracek had, I believe, four goals in the series, so he was pretty good for them. Uh, Kevin Hayes, former Ranger, going to see a lot of him. Uh, Van Reems got, got scratched in one of the games, so he hasn't been great. And Proforov is unbelievable on the D-line. And they've got a young netminder in Carter Hart, who got a couple shutouts in the Canadian series, and he got a lot of bouquets thrown his way. But let's be fair, Evan, he played a, a great defensive style in front of him and against a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. So I think there's still some things to learn about Carter Hart and this Flyer team, but it's a very even matchup with the Islanders coming up.
0: And he's still so young. I mean, I think he just turned 22 last yes. week. Yes, so very, very young goaltender.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, And he could get rattled here because you saw he, he had the shutouts in the games where he didn't have to do a lot of work. Let's, he didn't make any bell ring and saves in that game, in those two games where he got the shutouts. Now, the game, he almost got pulled. Uh, in the game uh, that they lost, Game uh, 5, I believe it was. And then Game 6, he did make some big saves last night for them. But I I just don't think that he's not Carey Price here. I mean, you're not facing Carey Price or the old Dominic Hasek or something like that. He's still a very young, talented goaltender in this league who's in a big spot like this for the first time. I think there's going to be opportunities here for
0: the Islanders. I'll tell you one thing to give the Flyers a lot of credit, and we know something about this, not that this guy's as good as Trots, but Elaine Vigneault makes a difference. I mean, we've seen that in his visits to the Rangers, obviously now in Philadelphia. I mean, this is their first time getting out of the first round in like eight years, and so they do have themselves a very capable head coach running the show right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. Vigneault is a great coach, and, and you've seen him go to places and immediately turn Fortunes around. When he went to Vancouver, he would eventually get them to a Stanley Cup final. When he went to the Rangers, he would eventually get them to a Stanley Cup final. After Tortorella could not, now he goes and takes over the Flyers, and already you have seen a ton of improvement in them. But here's the one thing that he does: he gets there, Evan. But what hasn't he done? (laughs) Win it. He hasn't won it. So he he gets there. He improves teams. There's no question. Very good coach in the league. But I still think you have to give a coaching advantage to the guy on the Islanders' bench who is, uh, you know, this isn't being biased in the New York area or anything like that. You'll, you could talk to national people around the league or even in Canada. He is the best coach in the National Hockey League, and he's on the Islander bench.
0: It did take him a while to win it, too, though. You know, sometimes it does take a while.
1: <laughs> sometimes it does. I'm it's, just being fair here. <laughs> it does take a while, but he's had a lot of trips to the dance.
0: No, and, and look, what we saw from him taking over the year before to the year after. And forget about losing uh, the Pajama Man. I mean, they went defensively from one of the worst teams in hockey instantly to one of the best teams in hockey. So we've already seen the impact that Coach Trotz can have. He's had a major impact on this franchise.
1: He has changed players on this team. You've seen a difference in their game. The guys that I've seen, the two guys that probably owe the most to Barry Trotsev are Brock Nelson, who has become an unbelievable two-way player in the Barry Trotz system. And defensively, Adam Pellick, because Adam Pellick, I mean, you see what happens when he wasn't in the lineup in oh, yeah. February and March. They were lost out there uh, without Adam Pellick. He is such a glue, but, t- but with all three of those pairs, he is such a glue for them, having him in the lineup, and it all happened once Barry got there. So he's changed a lot of guys on this team, and he gets everybody to buy in, Evan, one through 20 on this the team. Everybody contributed to what they have done against florida and washington right now they stay healthy they're going to be in good shape
0: i think in the in this series against washington the only scheduled back to back we were going to get is if it went from game six to game seven in this next round not only would there be a back-to-back from game six to game seven if i'm not mistaken i think there's a back-to-back between game two and game three uh in this series what do you think of that Yeah, uh, there's two back-to-backs
1: if this thing goes seven games. And it's the same thing in the Boston and Tampa series. Here's what's going on, Evan. Um, You know, I don't know if you heard the Dallas Stars coach Rick Bonus the other night after the game uh, when they beat, uh, who they eliminated, Calgary. He was kind of saying, you know, this isn't easy here. I mean, all the guys are dealing with it. Um, You know, we know that there's a job to do, but it's not easy living in this bubble. And I think, Evan, there's a little bit of, you know, they want to get this thing done as fast as they can. I know sure. that they have some tentative dates out there that they want to hit. They've gained themselves three days here. They were supposed to start the second round on the 25th. They're going to end up starting it tonight with the colorado Dial series. I think, Evan, there's just a sense of, you know, if we have an opportunity and series ends early, and, and even with the back, I know that that doesn't really play into the back-to-backs, but I think they want to. They're not, they don't have to travel Ev too. So you guys are there. I think if you polled all of the coaches and the players – I think that they probably want to do this because they want to get this thing over with as quickly as they possibly can. I think that y- that factors into y-
0: You know, I, normally I wouldn't think much of it, but I guess it was a few weeks ago when it came out about the little ping-pong tournaments the Islanders are having. Yeah. Normally, I'd say, ah, that's cute, that's fine, whatever. I think in an environment like this, guys getting along... Guys with that focus on the mission and not thinking about, hey, when the heck am I going to get out of here? And we don't understand why guys would think that. I mean, they're away from their families. I get it. Seeing that video gave me even more hope saying, you know what? If these guys are buying in and they're all getting along and they're having a good time, that's a very good sign because I think that's a part of what it's going to take to win a championship, not just in the NHL bubble, but in the NBA bubble too. And that's the commitment to, we got a job to do and I'm not rushing to get the heck out of here.
1: No, I think you're right. There's a lot more going on here than just who has the most talented team. Is going to win it all. I think that the mental toughness, who's got the best leadership? Who's got the best coaching system? Who's got the guys that are going to drive these guys past the distractions? And here's the one thing that the East at least has going for them over the West, Evan. The West, they're all going to stay there. Uh, with, after this round, whoever's in the Eastern Conference finals, they get to go on a plane and go to Edmonton. And the, they play the East finals in Edmonton along with the Stanley right. Cup final. Right. So they're at least going to get a little change of scenery. If they win this round, they get to move from Toronto to Edmonton. The guys that are in the Edmonton bubble, you know, whoever gets to the end, they're going to spend the entire time there. Mm. So it's not, a, it's not a, you know a, an easy situation. It's very unique. But what isn't here in 2020, right?
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We're talking to Mike Carver. Now, you seem confident going into this series. We could go with the power play, which has been a problem forever. We can go with something else. What is your biggest concern that could derail them knocking off Philly next week?
1: Biggest concern? Um, I think it's injuries, uh, to be quite fair. If they, if they got guys banged up, I think that if they're healthy, Evan, um, I think they beat this team uh, with the way that they're playing. Now they've got Clutterbuck banged up who do not play in Game 5. That's going to be big for them. They need to hope that he's healthy uh, and ready to go for a Game 1 because it does change the team if you don't have that Tezikis-Martin-Clutterbuck fourth line going at a normal basis that allows Trotz to run four lines the way that he wants to run them. I think injuries are the most important key, and, and it's, staying, it's so simple, and it sounds so cliched, Evan. It is staying out of the penalty box. Look at the two games in this bubble that the Islanders lost. They lost them because they took silly penalties, and they allowed the other team to score power play goals. They're playing very good right now. And the other thing for me, Varlamov has been great. He has been really good. He's made the key stops when they've needed him to make them. Uh, he, he can't start giving up cheapies, Evan. Cheapies are what kills you in these NHL playoffs. You've got to have rock-solid goaltending. You know, you can't make every enormous save, but you can't give up cheapies, and he hasn't been doing that, and that's why he's been a rock for them between the pipes.
0: Islanders in five?
1: Uh, no, not that, not that quick. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I would say Islanders in six. I think this is going to be tough. You know, they they won all three games against them in the regular season. That stuff doesn't Means matter nothing. right now, yep. including nothing. a game in Philadelphia, Evan, where the Islanders uh, came back from three goals down in the third period uh, earlier this year. So uh, I, I think they're better than this team uh, as long as they stay healthy. I think it's Islanders and six, Ev.
0: We shall see. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, Ev. I'll talk to you. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.